2: Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. So you missed something tonight on After Midnight with Granger Smith. No worries, we got you covered. Welcome to the After Midnight podcast with Granger
3: Smith. Last week, schools around Algona, Iowa rallied to help support the family of slain officer Kevin Cram, who was tragically killed in the line of duty on September the 13th. Several regional school athletic programs banded together to collect donations, ultimately raising 80000 bucks for Cram's family. The Algona Booster Club also took advantage of the school's homecoming weekend to help the fundraising efforts. Donations were gathered during the week's volleyball and a pair of football games. Every cent raised has been pledged to provide financial relief to the officer's family.
2: You're up after midnight with Granger Smith.
1: Hey, Granger. Uh, It's me, Greg. I'm calling from Berea, Kentucky. Uh, I found your program about four months ago, and I listen to it every night. Love the content, brother. Keep it up. Uh, You're doing good. Uh, Everybody I know is enjoying it and loving it. God bless, and have a good evening.
3: Well, hey there, Greg. I sure appreciate those words of encouragement. I appreciate you, brother.
0: It's time for Earl Dibbles and Dumb Criminals.
3: I'm Earl Dibbles Jr. I'm a country boy. I'm an honest boy, too, and crime don't pay. I got a story to prove it. See, a man in Ohio's been popped for falsely reporting a bear attack just so he can get help getting out of the woods. According to the criminal complaint, the first responders were called Friday morning to help a lost man get out of the woods of West Virginia. They were told the man was injured and stranded while yelling, Hey, please help me and then he added that he was being attacked by a bear. After a two-hour search, Cruz found him, and he was extremely intoxicated. You know where he's headed now? Jail. How dumb is that? Yee, yee. Thanks
2: for staying up with us here on After Midnight with Granger Smith. Thanks for staying up with us. You're listening to After Midnight with Granger Smith.
0: Hey, Granger. I absolutely love your show. I'm a night owl, and... I listen to you almost every night and uh, you just ask the question, is there life out there? And I think that when we look around and we see all the beautiful creatures and, and life on this planet, I find it pretty hard to believe that there is not life just as beautiful on other planets. I, uh, I hope you have a good night, Granger. Love watching your show.
3: Well, thank you so much for those kind words. I sure appreciate you. I, I do want to bring up your interesting argument here that because life is so beautiful here, all these beautiful creatures you see here on Earth, because of that, you find it hard to believe that there is not something just like it outside of this Earth. And I just want to point out that the argument is probably better the other way around. Just because you see something, especially something beautiful, that doesn't mean that there is more of it somewhere else. In fact, the more beautiful it is, the more you could argue that it is rare and that there is nothing else like it. It's like, you know, when you listen to a country song and they're talking about a beautiful girl, you never sing a country song that says, oh, girl, you're so beautiful. In fact, you're so beautiful that there's probably lot, lots of other beautiful girls just like you in other places. No, you, you don't say it that way. You don't say it that way. You say, girl, you're so beautiful. You're one of a kind there is no one else like you. You're so beautiful. That's what you say. And so we should probably use the correct rational argument. Like you say, if if we're so beautiful here on earth, then maybe it's a better argument that we are rare, that there is nothing like us and other planets. But what do you think? That's what we're talking about. Do you think there is life out there outside of this solar system? 866-607-8383. You're up After Midnight with
2: Granger Smith. Thanks for staying up with us. You're listening to After Midnight with Granger Smith. Hey, Granger, this this is Bobby from North Carolina. I just got a quick question for you. How many planets are there out there that have oxygen? If they don't, then how is there any kind of life? Answer that one for me, please, sir. Thank you. Have a good one. Enjoy the show. I love
3: it to death. It's, it's wonderful. Keep it, keep the good work going. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hey, Bobby, I sure appreciate you, brother. You're asking a lot of questions that I don't know the answer to, but I can tell you this. Oxygen is not the only prerequisite for life. I'm correct in saying that, right? But And then the other the other thing I could say to your question is I have no idea how many other planets have oxygen or not, and I don't think anyone does. They have possible guesses when they, when they look out and they see this blue planet 120 light years away. They could say maybe that planet has oceans, maybe. And that's, that's what started this whole conversation is the James Webb telescope discovered this planet 120 light years away that they think has oceans on it. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's the prerequisite for life. It just means eh, it's more likely that life could live in a planet with oxygen or water, liquid water. What are your thoughts, 866-607-8383?
0: First of all, we have to assume that humans are an intelligent species because we're really not. But uh, is, is, there, is there life on another planet other than Earth? Absolutely, there's gotta be. I don't think there's any question. So, hopefully they're more intelligent than us. Chad Slater, thanks for your show.
3: All right, thanks for the call, brother. A couple things here. Um, first of all, we can't say absolutely to any of this. That's the, the one word that we cannot say in any of this discussion is absolutely. Because you don't know absolutely that there is life out there. And I don't know that there's not. And I understand the idea of maybe we're not intelligent. But I think we are more so labeling this as we are little creators, we make music, we make art, we make architecture, we create our cities, and we, we do this in a way outside of all other species on this planet. That, that is absolute. We, we could say that with absolute certainty, that we are unique on this planet. Human beings are unique. Now, we're not the only unique ones. There's a lot of unique species, but we are unique in the, in the fact that we make little creations, more than any other species on this planet. And so by that, I would categorize us in the intelligent species category, right? That's the least scientific way to say it. But we cannot say with absolute certainty of anything as far as intelligent life outside of this solar system. We can't say it. In fact, it's leaning towards If if this is a percentage game we're playing, it's leaning towards the percentage that there is not because we haven't heard anything or seen anything yet. But I know a lot of people are disagreeing with me on that, and I would love for you to call me and tell me your thoughts, 866-607-8383. Thanks for staying up with us here on After Midnight
2: with Granger Smith.
0: You're up After Midnight with Granger Smith.
3: Scientists in Japan claim that they can decipher what chickens are saying thanks to AI. Researchers claim that by using the technology to analyze the way chickens vocalize, they could pick up on various emotional states like stress, hunger, fear, anger, and happiness with an astounding 80% accuracy. University of Tokyo professor Adrian David Chiok says that a giant leap has been made because it lays the groundwork for incredible intelligence in the various animal-related industries, adding, if we know what animals are feeling, we can design a much better world for them. It's interesting. I have commentary on this. I raise chickens myself. And when it comes to chickens being stressed or hungry or fearful or angry or happy, I could certainly tell what they, how they vocalize and how that relates to probably about 80% accuracy. So I'm, I'm not sure that this article is that groundbreaking.
2: You're up After Midnight with Granger Smith.
3: What's up, Granger? Just uh, driving to an outage. Work for um, Xfinity,
0: fixing people's internet in the middle of the night. Uh, Thanks for playing music. Later.
3: Ah, People need that internet. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you for calling
2: talking about history and he's even got the diploma to prove it it's time for this day in history on after midnight with granger
3: smith on this day september the 20th 1820 the famous frontiersman daniel boone passed away 1957 west side story opened on broadway in new york city 1960 jfk and nixon faced off in the first televised presidential debate 1962, The Beverly Hillbillies premiered on CBS. 1969, The Brady Bunch premiered on ABC. Also in 1969, the Beatles released their album, Abbey Road. Some famous birthdays include actress Olivia Newton-John, actress Linda Hamilton, and tennis star Serena Williams. Those are just a few things that went down on this day in history.
0: You're up after midnight with Granger Smith.
3: Thanks for staying up with us. This is After Midnight with Granger Smith. I saw a meme on the internet, and I thought it could be an interesting topic for After Midnight. Maybe stir up a little discussion. So get your phone ready, 866-607-8383, and let's talk about this. Here's the meme. It's a question and answer, and it says, question, if someone from the 1950s suddenly appeared today, what would be the most difficult thing to explain to them about life today? And then the answer, as a joke, would be this. I possess a device in my pocket that is capable of accessing the entirety of information known to man. And I use it to look at pictures of cats and to get into arguments with strangers. It's kind of funny, sad, but true. So let's call this discussion 100 years. I know I said 1950, but let's just make it an even 100 years. If if you could explain to someone 100 years ago something that's radically different than what they did, what would that be? And this is this includes a lot of our grandmothers. My grandmother was born before this time, right before 1923. She didn't have running water. She didn't have electricity in West Texas when she was a little girl. And so the question for After Midnight listeners right now, in the middle of the night, this late night discussion, is this. If someone appeared from 1923, we'll call it, and they came to your house today, what would be the most difficult thing to explain to them about 2023, 100 years later? I don't know. You could speculate on anything. I think the internet would probably be the hardest thing to explain. How we could have information traveling through the air and somehow we get it and we have access, like that meme says, to anything we could ever want to know, to all of the knowledge of mankind, we get it all. And maybe the hardest thing to explain to them would be, why don't you learn everything? It's like, no, I don't, I don't learn anything. <laughs> I watch funny cats. I watch cats playing with yarn falling off of cabinets. You know, it's like, that's what we do with our time. That's what we do with all of the information of mankind. All of the books in history. You want to read any book? You got it. Just click a button. You got it. Download it. You want anything in the world. You want a special kind of specialty shampoo. You could have it at your house tomorrow with Amazon. And it's like, well, what have you done with all of this? This plethora of knowledge? Um, not much. (laughs) We're actually probably less educated than we were in 1923. But that's just me. What do you think for you would be the most difficult thing to explain to someone from 1923 if they appeared to you today? This year, a hundred years ago, what would you have to explain to them? 866-607-8383. You're up after
2: midnight with Granger Smith. Hey, Granger Smith. This
0: is Dave from Victorville. Uh, I just wanted to say, hey, I'm listening to you guys in uh, 426. You guys have a great
3: morning. Hey, Dave. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you for calling. Thanks for staying up with us. This is After Midnight with Granger Smith. We're talking about this interesting question. It actually came from a meme. And the question is, if someone appeared from 100 years ago, they appeared today, what would be the most difficult thing to explain to them about life today? Now, the funny part of the joke is, the answer is, I possess a device in my pocket that is capable of accessing the entirety of information known to man, and I use it to look at pictures of cats and to get into arguments with strangers. Now, that's a joke, but it's an interesting concept, what would you find most difficult to explain to someone 100 years ago? Something that you do every day here. Now, you don't even have to go back 100 years, because if you you remember the movie Back to the Future, that takes place in 1985. And he goes back just 30 years to 1955. And he has a lot of difficulty explaining the character, Michael J. Fox, explaining what happens in 1985 to the people living in 1955. In fact, the majority of that movie is just based on explaining to those people how, how much life has changed. There's one scene in that movie where there's a camcorder. It's a, it's a video recorder. And the doc from 1955 is looking at the camera and he goes, wow, this is a, a portable recording studio a television studio right here in the palm of your hand. This is crazy. You have access to this. Now keep in mind, that was 1985. That video camera came from 1985. Imagine how much more we have advanced in 2023. My question is, what is the most difficult thing to explain to someone from 1923? What you do now, 866-607-8383. And maybe something else that's interesting about this whole topic is that maybe someone in 1923 would think we would be much further along in 2023. Like maybe they would think we would have flying cars by now. We'd be like the Jetsons. We'd have flying cars in in floating cities. I know a lot of y'all have grandparents from that greatest generation. What is the hardest thing to explain to them as far as what we do now compared to how they grew up? 866-607-8383. Thanks for
2: staying up with us here on After Midnight with Granger Smith.
3: Hey, thank you for sharing your Tuesday here with me on After Midnight. Before you take off and get your day started, let me remind you, God is great and he's worthy of our praise. I'm Granger Smith coming to y'all from Southern California, made a quick trip here and heading back to Texas shortly. Thanks for hanging out. After Midnight with Granger Smith, heard on more than 200 radio stations nationwide and all over the world on the
2: free iHeartRadio app. Hit up aftermidnight.com to find a radio station near you and make sure and follow us on Instagram at After Midnight Granger Smith. Thanks for listening to the After Midnight Podcast.
0: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury.